0: Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I had in mind today to do something kind of clever and an interesting story, but saw a post on Facebook that concerned me a great deal and left me a little saddened and, well, with a little bit of heartache. A friend of mine wrote something, and I'm going to read parts of it verbatim and change a little bit of it to avoid any embarrassment or identification of who it was, but I want to respond. The post went something like this. I'm trying not to let this get me down. Basically, I need tons and tons of physical therapy, and they showed me some exercises, which I'm doing, and I'm just trying to get through the day without horrible pain, and just, I have bad days and good days. And then this. Why does stuff like this happen to me? Why, why do bad things happen to good people who are loving and caring and live a good life? I'm not a mean person. I'm not a bad person. I don't harm others. I just don't understand why this is happening to me. Well, the question of why bad things happen to good people is one that takes a long time to answer. It's a question that people ask all the time. For years and years, decades centuries and even millennia people have said why does this happen to me i'm a good person i'm trying to do the right thing i don't hurt anybody i love my fellow man i just want to be well why is this happening to me some people see god as santa claus some people see god as non-existent Some people, after going through difficult circumstances, decide there can be no God. Some people see Him as a God of mystery. Some as a God of vengeance. Many, especially Christians, tend to think of God as the great scorekeeper in the sky, watching for anything you do that's wrong, and scoring a point against you. It can leave us sometimes feeling a little bit like, This is not someone who loves and cares about us, but just some mystery person or mystery thing floating around in the sky without any understanding regarding our circumstances, our pain, our difficulty, our fear, our confusion, our lack of understanding, and even our grief. It can be easier, I think, to think of God as the perfect educator. And here's why. Most of us learn things from mistakes or difficulty. We learn far more from our mistakes and our difficulties than we learn from our successes. Think about this in your own life, and you'll realize it's true. You learn best from things that go wrong, whether you caused them or they were just a matter of circumstance. Even Jesus, for Christians, believed to be the only perfect man who ever walked the earth, we hear about this way. This is from the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, if you're following along. (laughs) Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered In other places, he talks about suffering everything, hunger, thirst, and fatigue, so he could know best how to help us. We learn more from mistakes and from pain than we do from success and smooth sailing. If, in fact, God is the perfect educator, and I believe Him to be exactly that, then things like this make a little more sense. This is from... Uh, the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Now, if you haven't read this, I strongly encourage you to do so. It doesn't matter what your background is, it doesn't matter your circumstances, your religious or non religious beliefs. This is a fantastic, fantastic study in the way our minds work into the human psyche. The Screw Tape Letters is about an old devil named Screw Tape who is tutoring his nephew, Wormwood. Wormwood writes regular letters to Screwtape, asking him how to be most effective in tempting, hurting, confusing, or destroying his patient, he calls him, the person he's trying to tempt. Screwtape responds with, My dear nephew, and then gives him instruction on how to be a better devil, which Wormwood tries to apply. Screw tape often refers to our enemy, meaning God, and our father below, meaning the devil. Listen to this passage. Wormwood, the nephew, is trying to figure out why he can't get the man, his patient, to give up on God, to call him a myth, and to engage in great sin or discouragement. Listen to what Screwtape says, in light of God as the perfect educator. One must face the fact that all the talk about his love for men and his service being perfect freedom is not, as one would gladly believe, mere propaganda, but an appalling truth He really does want to fill the universe with a lot of loathsome little replicas of himself. Creatures whose life on its miniature scale will be qualitatively like his own. Not because he has absorbed them, but because their wills freely conform to his. We want cattle who can finally become food. He wants servants who can finally become sons. We want to suck in. He wants to give out. We are empty and would be filled. He is full and flows over. Our war aim is a world in which our Father below has drawn all other beings into himself. The enemy wants a world full of beings united to him, but still distinct. Unquote your gifts and your challenges are unique to you it's been estimated that estimated what am I from Australia now it's been estimated that there are between 45 and 65 billion people who have ever walked the earth you are completely unique think of that you are one in 65 billion no one else is like you no one else has suffered as you suffer or in quite the same way. Neither has anyone else the gifts that you have, the unique contribution you make to this world and everybody in it. There are things you need to learn, and the perfect educator can help you learn them, reluctant though you may be. Trust him. I, too, have experienced a lot of pain. In fact, for many, many years, and occasionally even now, My alarm clock every morning was overwhelming pain. I couldn't stay in bed. I couldn't bear the thought of getting up and facing the world again for one more day. Nor could I bear the thought of not getting up and staying in bed as the pain increased. I've broken numerous bones, torn muscles, had all kinds of difficulty breathing. I won't bore you with everything that's gone wrong. But chronic pain has been my constant companion for more than 40 years. For some of you, it's debilitating. For me, it has only become nearly such, and it tends to wax and wane. It comes and goes a little bit. In a particularly low time, I came across this poem. As far as I can tell, the author is anonymous. But the words are inspiring. PAIN stayed SO LONG, I SAID TO HIM TODAY, I WILL NOT HAVE YOU WITH ME ANY MORE, AND PAUSED THERE, STARTLED AT THE LOOK HE WORE. I, WHO HAVE BEEN YOUR FRIEND, HE SAID TO ME, I, WHO HAVE BEEN YOUR TEACHER, ALL THAT YOU KNOW OF UNDERSTANDING LOVE, OF SYMPATHY AND PATIENCE, I HAVE TAUGHT YOU. SHALL I GO? HE SPOKE THE TRUTH this strange unwelcome guest. I watched him leave and knew that he was wise. He left a heart grown tender in my breast. He left a far clear vision in my eyes. I dried my tears and lifted up a song, even for one who'd tortured me so long. So to my dear friend, and to all of you, whether we have met or not. God has not abandoned you. He is teaching you patience, forgiveness, long-suffering, kindness, empathy, faith, and humility. Sometimes, in the suffering, He is asking us to be willing to rely on him. Sometimes we can't save us, but he can. It may not come in the way that is expected. It may not come as soon as we would wish. It may not even come until after this life is over, but it will come. The perfect educator has not abandoned you. Please don't give up. Everything now that's difficult, everything not of our making that causes us to suffer or to wonder why or to be afraid, is not permanent. Everything good is eternal. We'll talk again soon.